Welcome back to part two of the episode, A Guide to Investing in Commercial Real Estate. In part one, I laid the groundwork exploring the current state of the market and we delved into key factors you must consider while investing in commercial real estate. We discussed this with Atul Banshal, Director of Finance at Omex Limited. In case you missed that, then I recommend you have a listen. I will be waiting right here. Now, before I call my next guest on the show, let me share a new way of investing in commercial real estate which is revolutionizing the whole sector and that is fractional ownership. Fractional ownership allows investors to purchase a fraction of a large-scale property. This allows for greater diversification of investment portfolios and reduces risks by spreading investments across different assets. With its potential for high returns, ease of tracking and diversification benefits, this investment model is rapidly gaining popularity. According to a report by Knight Frank, the market size of fractional ownership in India was $5.4 billion in 2020 and is projected to reach $8.9 billion by 2025, growing at a CAGR of 10.5%. This provides an avenue for portfolio diversification beyond traditional investment options like FDs, gold and residential properties. With the help of pooled investment approach, even with 10 to 20 lakh rupees, you can invest in grade A office spaces and the likes and earn higher rental yield and IRR. But you must consider a few key points. Financing options are limited, with only a handful of banks offering mortgages for such properties. You may need to explore alternative financing avenues to secure the necessary funds. Also, it involves joint decision-making on maintenance, repairs and deco, potentially leading to delays and challenges in reaching a consensus. Selling a fractional property requires approval from other owners reducing the flexibility usually associated with property ownership. Despite these factors, it is quite an appealing option. By carefully weighing the pros and cons, you can make an informed decision to diversify portfolios and access high-value properties. Now, there is another way you could invest in commercial real estate without depleting crores from your bank account, and that is through real estate investment trusts, or REITs. Let me share my conversation with Mohit Ratna, an experienced realtor at Infinity Reality. And this is what he had to say about REITs. So REITs are basically, to put it in a layman's term, they are mutual funds for the real estate industry. So your ticket size, you don't need to invest in crores of rupees to get a pie of a real estate market, to get into commercial real estate. If you buy a REIT of a good developer, you can get about the, since inception, since 2019-20, when they really got into the Indian market, They've given about a six to seven and a half, eight percent yield, and uh, they are good places to invest in. And uh, you don't need to break the bank for it. You don't need to get into too much of legality, doing due diligence on your own. So for a investor, it's actually a very, very good thing that they can diversify their risk portfolio and in getting into commercial real estate without uh, getting too much into the nitty gritties of buying real estate. Allow me to explain in a simplified manner how REITs function. REITs work like mutual funds. Mutual funds pool money from multiple investors and then invest in various asset classes like equity, debt, gold, etc. Similarly, REITs pool money from various investors and then invest the corpus in income-generating assets. In return on their investments, REITs receive rental income and interest payment from these properties, which are further distributed to the investors as dividends. As per the SEBI guidelines, they must distribute 90% of their earnings to the investors. When you invest in REITs, you do not receive ownership of the physical property. Instead, you receive units like the mutual funds. 
These units are listed on the stock market and the performance of the REITs is based on the performance of the underlying real estate investments. So, you can potentially benefit from capital appreciation of the value of the underlying real estate. Now, the question is, how can you invest in REITs? So, REITs are listed and traded on stock markets just like exchange-traded funds or ETFs. As a result, purchasing units on the stock market is the best way to invest. Thus, a DMAT account is mandatory for investing in REITs in India. Just like ETFs, the price of REITs units on stock markets changes depending on both the demand for units as well as the performance of the REIT. At present, there are three options in India. Embassy Offline Park Street, Mindspace Business Park REIT and Brookfield India Real Estate Trust. So, as you can see, there are various avenues for investing in commercial real estate that don't need spending crores. Now let's transition to financial planning. How much of exposure we should have in commercial real estate? That's the question. The best portfolio is a diversified portfolio. The first asset that you buy in real estate should be a residential real estate. Next time, whenever you need to buy an asset, your aspirations might go up, you might require a bigger home. You can always sell one home to buy another home. Don't have multiple homes because their yield is 1.5% to 2.5%, not more than that. So subsequent to your home, the property that you should buy, the real estate that you should look at is a good commercial real estate asset right? Two, three things it gives you. It gives you a very, very good rental yield, which is much higher than residential real estate. In the medium term to long term, the quality of appreciation is about the same as residential real estate. You will have periods of five years, seven years that one outstrips the other by a big margin. It happens. But if you look at the last 10, 15, 20 years, they will usually balance out, you know, at different times, there will be somebody's running a marathon, somebody's sprinting. So there is going to be a little bit of a, one will do better than the other in the short term, medium term. But in the long term, all of them settled out will giving you very similar kind of returns. Thirdly, it keeps up with inflation. Uh, we are in a hyperinflation market. People who could run their house in 50,000 rupees 10 years back without an increase in standard of living are spending two, two and a half lakh rupees today. That's the way inflation has gone. So money lying idle, money lying in a fixed deposit, is going to only make you poorer. Well, uh, buying real estate is not a gambler's game. It's like watching uh, grass grow or watching paint dry. And, uh, you know, if you really are a long-term investor and you don't are not looking at short-term uh, fast returns, I think real estate is still the best form of investment. Unlike the stock market, it doesn't have a habit of giving you a 30%, 40% haircut in a year. It might slow down the rate of return. It might be flat for a few years. But, you know, you don't get that 30-40% haircut every few years. And what are your thoughts on exit strategies? When should we be selling our assets? A right time to buy is where the markets are stagnated. They've gone down and people are really remorse and only have negative things to say about a particular asset class. That's the best time to buy. Unfortunately, that's the time when people will not buy because they feel that, you know, when the chips are down, you feel it will go down further. And uh, you can never time the market 100%. But if you buy it at that particular stage, you might, might see another 5%, 10% downslide. But you are surely going to be riding the upswing whenever the upswing starts. Best time to sell is when you feel that there is everybody is talking about the same asset class and everybody is wanting to jump on the bandwagon, well, you can be sure if your local Panmala is giving you advice on what real estate to buy, it's a good time to sell. 
Thank you, Mohit, for sharing those insights. I want to wrap the episode by sharing one of the most significant errors we often commit. We place excessive reliance on non-expert advice, be it from family, friends, or even local vendors. Real estate investment, given its substantial nature, demands objective guidance. Simply relying on macro-level indicators, such as reports citing the sector's compounded annual growth rate, is an oversimplified approach. Numerous variables, including location, demographics, circle rates, sentiments, and a lot more, render each investment unique. Assuming a general trend across a vast country like India would be a grave mistake. It is imperative to conduct thorough research, seek guidance from qualified financial advisors such as those at One Finance, understand your specific circumstances and goals, and then make informed investment decisions. Let's take control of our financial destinies with confidence and mindfulness. If you found this valuable, then help us spread the message. And until next time, stay financially empowered. This is Temperament by Wine Finance, produced by Wine Studio, and I'm your host, Ashish Shavla. Investment in securities market are subject to market risks. Read all related documents carefully before investing. The securities quoted are for illustration only and are not recommendatory.